friends, and welcome to Spill the Teacups, your weekly dose of Disney news and gossip. And you guys, I am incredibly excited to be recording the first official full episode of this brand new podcast. And you guys, with me today, I have my lovely wife, Sherry. Hello, Sherry. Hello. How excited are you for this podcast? I am excited. I think it's it'll be fun to just kind of be able to dig into things a little bit more than we can I on will, our blog. I will say it didn't take too much persuading to have you here on the podcast, <laughs> which kind of surprised me. Uh, for those of you guys who might not know, I am the extrovert of our relationship. Sherry is the introvert. Correct. Uh, but she has some pretty amazing insights and opinions. And so I'm excited to have her here on the podcast today. Thank you. So you guys, we are actually just going to jump right into it. Uh, I want to start with a few pieces of Disney news from around the internet, sort of give you our thoughts on those. And the first one is that Club Cool has officially closed at Epcot as that park prepares for the myriad of changes that are to come. And one of the changes that people seem to be the most bummed about is that closure of Club Cool, which to be fair, even the name honestly sounds a little bit dated. Club Cool is like the ultimate 90s club name. Uh, and you know, most people probably know Club Cool as simply the place to get free soda. It seems like that's what most people use Club Cool for. But many of us are actually going to remember it as the place that we first tried. And honestly, if you are like me, absolutely hated the famed soda Beverly. Now, if you guys don't know what Beverly is, it's a soda from Italy that some people loved, some people hated. It actually does have a pretty loyal following. Honestly, just not me. Sherry, do you ever remember trying Beverly at Club Cool? I don't actually. I, I I know I've been there, but I don't remember trying that specific soda. I will say when we go to places like Club Cool, Sherry usually uses me as like her test subject. <laughs> she's like, you try this first. She watches my face reaction. If it's something gross, she's like, I'm moving on to the next one. No, thank you. Exactly. And so my <laughs> opinion is that you saw my face after trying Beverly and you said, you know what? I'm definitely not going to try that. <laughs> uh, but you guys, some good news. All hope is not lost because I did read on Inside the Magic that the Coca-Cola store in Disney Springs is actually going to bring a number of those sodas to their location. Uh, Disney has also said that Club Cool is going to return in some sort of form to Epcot. Now, we really don't know what that's going to look like, but it sounds like Club Cool, maybe with a new name, honestly, for me, hopefully with a new name, <laughs> is going to be back. And you guys, an important question that I want to know, and this might be pretty divisive, uh, I want you to head over to the Spill the Teacups Facebook page. I'm going to put up a question and ask, tell me your thoughts about Beverly. I want to know, did you guys absolutely love it? Are you a Beverly stan? Or did you, like me, uh, just not enjoy it even a little bit? Or if you tried it, you have no recollection of it. Like Sherry, apparently. <laughs> and for the second piece of news, we're actually going to go ahead and keep it at Epcot because right now the Epcot Food and Wine Festival is going on. You guys, a couple years ago, Sherry and I visited Food and Wine for our very first time Sherry, we loved it, didn't we? It was awesome. What I, I really liked that there were like extra vendors, like not just the countries that are there, but there were other countries represented in like smaller booths that I really enjoyed. Yeah, now there were a few things at Epcot that actually did kind of surprise us. Um, number one, the amount of money <laughs> that we spent. <laughs> now we did only have one day at Food and Wine. That's one of the hard things about living in Alaska is it always feels like our trips are crammed into too few days. Um, at Food and Wine, we felt like we had to fit like all of the food, all of the drinks, everything into one day. So that day, I mean, Sherry, I don't remember how much we spent, but I remember that it was like... Obscene. A, a, yeah, like a cringe-worthy amount yeah. for sure. And the other thing that kind of surprised us, and I know that this is sort of an 
Epcot tradition for some, uh, but it seemed like it was higher during food and wine than other times that we have been to that park, was the drinking around the world. Now, I get that that's like a novelty, a thing to do, but I don't know, maybe I'm just like a frugal guy. When I think of the cost of just going to Epcot alone during food and wine, it kind of hurts. But then when I think about like the amount of money people spent to basically just get trashed, I'm like, go to your local dive bar, save 80% of your money, and then go to Epcot on, like, a normal day. Right. I mean, because these these alcoholic beverages are not cheap. Like, they're not, you know, the, the $4 kind of, or even $2 PBRs. Like, these are expensive drinks, and they're drinking from every single booth. So, you get your little stamp in your passport, and it was... First of all, people were just trashed like 10 o'clock in the Absolutely. morning. But then it was, it's gotta be, it's so expensive. And I didn't feel like any of the drinks, like there were some really delicious drinks, but I didn't feel like any of them were like super strong. So I feel like you're spending a ton of money. For water. <laughs> well, for, yeah, exactly. For like, for low alcohol content drinks. Um, I guess I get the novelty of doing it once, uh, just to say that you drank around the world during, during food and wine. But my goodness, if we spent a lot of money during food and wine, I can't imagine how much you would spend if you really did drink around the world during that. Uh, I will say we absolutely want to go back to food and wine though. We thought the food was tremendous. Kind of like anything, there were things, some things that were better than others. Yeah, it was hit and miss, but there were some things that were just really good. And we actually, shared almost everything like we would just get one dish and share it that was definitely the way to do it because then we got to try so many more things Mm -hmm. Uh, I will say that if I had to pick a time or if I got to pick a time to go back to Epcot for one of the festivals honestly food and wine is definitely the one that I would pick me too and this last piece of news that I want to talk about is the controversy that sprung up when it came out that Disney left a number of employees on Castaway Key which is of course Disney's private island in the Bahamas during Hurricane Dorian Now, people have been absolutely outraged at this. And, you know, Disney responded by saying that the employees were safe in a shelter designed to withstand Category 5 storms, that they had food, they had water, and everything that they needed to stay inside on the island. And Disney also said that they had been monitoring the storm and saw that it was tracking north of Castaway Key, uh, so they felt like the island was not going to experience the worst of the storm and that the staff would totally be safe in the shelter. Now, you guys, I want to give you my thoughts because I've seen a ton of opinions about this online. You know, I actually fully believe that Disney uh, genuinely believed that the employees were going to be safe in that shelter. Simply because, can you imagine the backlash? God forbid, if anything would have happened to a Disney employee that they left behind in a Category 5 hurricane that the entire world was watching. You know, those normally are not the kind of chances that a company like Disney is willing to take. However, I will say I don't think that Disney considered the optics of how it looks when you leave employees behind on an island during a Category 5 hurricane that the entire world is watching. Because the reality is, is that no matter how safe those employees were, it just does not look good. Sherry, you and I talked a little bit about this. Uh, what were your thoughts about this? Yeah, I mean, I think it does look bad, but I also think that Disney is not going to put their employees intentionally in, in harm's way. And I, I mean, I, I don't think it needs to be as big of a deal as people are making it, maybe. Yeah, I saw that it kind of started and blew up when the sister of one of the cast members who was on the island uh, started tweeting out about it. And the reality is, is that like if if my sibling 
was on an island in a storm that big, I think I would probably feel like her company abandoned her or his company abandoned them there as well. So I understand like the emotion that a family member would feel. Uh, but I think the reality is, um, I don't know, I just, I, I struggle to see a, a huge company like Disney knowing full well, kind of as I said earlier, if something, God forbid, would have happened to an employee in that storm and they had left them there, like that is, that's the kind of thing, I, I, don't, I don't believe that something like that would like bring Disney down or ruin Disney, but I got to tell you, that is a huge, huge, huge blemish on that company for sure. Right, for sure. All right, you guys. So that is going to be it for the Disney news for this week that caught my eye. Now, we are going to get into the discussion, the main part of the podcast. And honestly, this topic is one that I'm pretty excited about sharing. I've been talking about this since the idea first popped into my mind. Now, most of you will know that D23 Expo recently concluded in Anaheim. And if you don't know what D23 is, it's basically Disney's every other year fan fest. And there has already been a ton of news, a ton of responses that have come out of the expo this year. And so that is not what we're going to talk about. If you want to know what Disney announced this year, just Google it. There's a ton of great articles out there for you. But what we're going to do is a little bit different. We're actually going to imagine that it is two years from now. Let's imagine that Disney just finished the 2021 D23 Expo. And we're going to talk about the announcements that we hope... Disney just made. And just so you know, these announcements that we're going to talk about primarily focused on what happens in the parks panel. Just so you know, parks obviously includes uh, the U.S. parks, the international parks, as well as Disney Cruise. So you guys, we're going to start with our favorite part of Disney, Sherry Beth, 2021 D23 Expo Disney Cruise announcements. This is our wish list. So as many of you will know, by the next D23 Expo, the Disney Wish, which is the new Disney cruise ship that they actually just announced the name of, will actually already be sailing. In fact, we're actually going to be nearing the sailing of the second of the new ships. So I'm pretty sure by 2021, we're already going to know the name of that second ship. What I'm hoping for is that Disney tells us the third and final name of the new cruise ships. Now, Sherry, you and I have talked before about names. We have. For the new cruise ships. Mm -hmm. We both loved the name of the wish for the new ship, right? Yep. Next, let's think about the names for the next two. I hope for the Disney Believe. That is a great ship name. Uh, I think the other one that we've talked about is Imagine. Yep, I like Imagine. So Believe and Imagine are our guesses for the next two ships. And my hope is that by the end of the 2021 D23 Expo, we have the names of all of the ships. But that actually isn't the Disney Cruise announcement that we are the most excited about them potentially making. The announcement we want is even bigger. What I hope they announce, and I don't know if they're going to do this. This is just like in Adam's dream world. <laughs> I hope that they announce that they are permanently positioning one of the Disney cruise ships on the West Coast here in the U.S. That would just make it so much easier for us to cruise. It's just like a straight shot from here to L.A. and we can drive to San Diego and get on a boat. And that, so. <laughs> that is so my hope. You know, currently the Wonder Cruises Alaska in the summertime. Uh, on the way up to Alaska, does a few dates out of San Diego. So what I would love to see is them actually position a boat permanently in San Diego that could do maybe more Hawaii cruises, that could do more year-round Mexico cruises. It really would just be so nice for us to have a ship year-round here on the West Coast. So that is one of the announcements I hope for. But there's another ship positioning announcement that this is my dream. Yeah. 
This would be amazing, you guys. We hope they announce that they are also permanently positioning one of the ships somewhere in Asia. And here is why. The reality is, is that Hong Kong, Shanghai, and Tokyo are all cities where there are cruise ports relatively close that you could possibly do land and sea packages, including all of those ports. Which would be amazing. Could you imagine being able to do <laughs> Disney cruises and then go visit all of those parks as well? That would be just unbelievable. It would be unbelievable. And it's something I actually could see Disney doing. Um, I think that that's totally, totally possible. And I got to tell you, if Disney announced they were having a ship positioned in Asia that you could go see the Asian parks, we would do that in a second. It would be added to our Disney cruise list for sure, right? Yep. So those are the Disney Cruise announcements we hope that they make. Of course, the names of all three of the ships, a ship positioned here on the West Coast, as well as a ship positioned for the Asian market. My goodness, that's like my Disney Cruise dream. Now, let's move on to Epcot. And honestly, I don't know how many uh, announcements we'll get for Epcot at the next D23, because it really did feel like Epcot was the focus of this year's announcement with all of the uh, changes to the park that are coming. Just, I mean, that park's getting a complete overhaul, basically. But it does seem like every single year there is a rumor in the Disney universe that Brazil is going to be the next country added to World Showcase. And every year, that announcement does not <laughs> happen. Uh, but I will say, I hope at D23 2021 that we will officially hear of a new country getting added to World Showcase. Sherry, we've talked about this. We have a lot, yeah. And we both have some ideas as far as what countries we would love to see added to World Showcase. Um, if you had to pick some countries, what would they be? Um, I agree with Brazil. I would also like to see Russia. Russia would be amazing. You know, when, when you think of World Showcase countries, they tend to be countries that have a few things. They have like some sort of iconic architecture or building, right? When you think of like the look of those areas, but then they also have just great food, right? And so when you think of Russian food, I think of like Russian dumplings as far as the buildings. Pierogies and stuff. Pierogies, exactly. Yeah. When you think of uh, Russian buildings, you think of kind of the the onion-domed cathedrals. Yeah, the Russian Orthodox churches. Oh my gosh. stunning. I think a Russia uh, pavilion could be amazing. Now Russia, obviously a bit of a controversial country right now. So sure. That... But they also already have a princess. They Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so we'll get into this in a future episode of a podcast for sure. Sherry, your favorite non-Disney animated movie probably is... Anastasia. And with Disney's acquisition of Fox, Anastasia is technically now a Disney princess. Yeah. So I would like to see her officially indoctrinated into the the Disney Princess Hall of Fame. And I would like to see Russia built at Epcot with Anastasia. We are 100% not getting into the is <laughs> Anastasia a Disney princess? And what about all of the other princesses that Disney has now acquired? Because yeah. Disney basically at this point owns every princess in the world, I think. <laughs> um, so we will get into that in a future episode. But I do agree. I think Russia would be an amazing addition. Uh, we've also talked about the possibility of India. Yep. Right? Like Indian food, obviously huge. There's some beautiful Indian architecture when you think about like the Taj Mahal. Mm -hmm. um, I think that I think that India would be a great addition. But there's another one that you actually talked about that I think would be pretty amazing. Yeah, I would like to see Africa. And I know like Morocco is there, but I think I would like to see like a Kenya, Nigeria, kind of that tribal, like that's so rich in culture. And they've got, you know, the, the good food and just... I think that would be a really cool cultural experience in Epcot. You know, Morocco, because of where it's located there uh, in Africa, it really does have almost more of a Middle Eastern type feel. 
Um, when it comes to the, the look of everything, I think it's not necessarily the culture you picture when you think of the continent of Africa. So that actually would be a pretty interesting addition to me. It's very something, uh, something very different than anything they have there currently. At Epcot. I don't know if they have steered clear of that at Epcot just because they do have the Animal Kingdom. So they've got Africa and India represented there pretty well. Yeah, 100% did not think of that. Um, so, that <laughs> so that's a great point, actually, Sherry, that, that those are represented so well in that other park that maybe they have steered clear of that. But with those Disney Cruise announcements, the Epcot announcement of a new country, there actually is only one more D23 Expo announcement that I would absolutely love to see. And this actually may be the biggest one because I think eventually it's going to happen. I just don't think it will happen. I, I hope it will. <laughs> that would be the announcement of a new international Disney park. Holy cow, that would be <laughs> unbelievable. You know, the most recent park we have is Shanghai Disneyland, which opened in 2016, uh, three years ago. Before that was Hong Kong, which was 14 years ago. So 11 years between those now, obviously, Disney parks are years and years and years in the planning and the whole process of making that happen. And I don't think we've heard enough rumors on the radar to expect the announcement of a Disney park in two years. But Sherry, um, just for poops and giggles, <laughs> let's imagine that Disney does announce mm -hmm. the next international park. Any ideas on where you'd love to see one at? Honestly, my guess would be if they're going to do another park, probably Beijing, just for like sheer amount of people <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah, I actually agree with that. That's the one that makes the most sense to me. Uh, you know, you might look and say there's already so many parks in kind of a small-ish area over there. But I think that when you look at population density, when you look at how well, uh, this was crazy. I was actually reading about the new universal park that's being opened in Beijing, and it will be the biggest universal park in the world. Like Universal keeps basically increasing the size of it because of demand. And so to me, it would make sense for Disney to go to Beijing. I think that that's totally possible. Um, I also have read rumors, obviously, in the past of Singapore. You know, there is a universal park in Singapore that Disney looked at that for a number of years. And of course, there's a ton of rumors about lots of places in the Middle East, places like Dubai, places like Saudi Arabia. I don't know that I necessarily see those happening anytime soon. But honestly, I'm probably completely wrong. But that's I would a, love to see Alaska. <laughs> an Alaska Disney <laughs> Park. Yes, let's make that happen. That would definitely make our, our commute to the parks less. Very much so. And yes. we would definitely become annual pass holders then. Correct. I want to know your opinion. Head over to the Spill the Teacups Facebook page. Tell me uh, as well, where would you like to see the next international Disney Park located? As always, we want to hear your feedback on these questions. So you guys, that is going to be it for our first official full podcast episode we talked about some disney news we talked about a few things that we hope disney announces at d23 two years from now and probably most importantly i got to hang out with my lovely wife for a little while thank you for letting me be your very first guest you are welcome that's one of the benefits of marrying me sherry it's true you get to be the first guest <laughs> on the spill of the teacups podcast uh here at the end of the show i just want to actually take a second and thank you all so much you know when i started this i really didn't know if people were going to listen and just the response from the trailer that i put up i was overwhelmed by that you know you, when you start a new creative project you really never do know how it's going to be received and you your words were just uh, so encouraging to me as you listened to the trailer, as you sent me messages, as you responded to stuff on Facebook. So thank you, thank you, thank you, and we will see you next time on Spill the Teacups. Mm -hmm.